From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode... Uh, Notre Dame lost. Uh, so obviously, what are y'all's reactions to the firing? How do you feel about firing someone this early in the season? Addison, you're looking up. confused. Welcome into another episode of the Walk On Water Boys podcast. I am Clint, joined as always by Addison and Austin. And of course, on the other side of the glass, the intern joining us, joining us again this week. Uh, I guess we're really going to get, obviously, with college football, the craziness that was week two. We probably should just go ahead and get right into the episode. So I want to just mention. I, uh, uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> Just want to mention a couple of quick things. Uh, the Braves, after uh, this since we recorded last, still a game and a half out of first place in they the were. National League East. They were, yep, they, they were. Did. They did uh, take over first place there for a little bit, uh, but now, uh, as we're recording here on Tuesday night, they are a game and a half back of the Mets, but they are uh, plus ten in the uh in first place in the wild card race so like we've mentioned pretty much a lock on that unless they fall apart but still right there i think with the mets like we talked about that's going to come down to the wire here in september uh and then obviously we've talked about it here on the podcast when it first started first few episodes the second season of the mandalorian was going on we're now have the trailer out for season three of the Mandalorian. Did either one of y'all get an opportunity to watch that? If you did any quick thoughts you may have on it. Well, let's go back to the Bravos for a second here. Okay. okay let's we not just skip over we got the race. America's team. Uh, <laughs> slow start in September, slow start in the bats for September. Uh, but we we're on the stretch here, right? You got two series against the nationals, two against the Phillies. You got the Mets at home for a three-game stretch in the end in, in Florida. I got Atlanta finishing the season in first place, winning the pennant. That's the same thing. Winning the pennant and 100 wins. Nice, nice. I mean, I, I definitely think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the wire. Maybe in that little final week, I could see them kind of – I think what's really going to be interesting if going into that final series – is it still neck and neck? And is that series going to decide who, who the national league East champion is? I think uh, we pick sure up, I asked you that question last week. Yeah. I so, think we uh, pick up five on the nationals. At least minimum, we pick up five. We take three away from Philly. And then, you know, I, you got to hope you take two, two against the Mets. And then the Marlins, you'll sweep the Marlins. They're gone awful. Yeah. And, and then the intern showing us here, we also want to mention Albert Pujols, uh, Homer this past weekend, he's up to fourth all time now, sitting at 697. What a stand up uh, guy! Yeah, so I didn't, I mean, I don't even know how old he is now, so I don't know how much longer he's got in the league. 
Um, but that's pretty cool to see. He's 42. 42. 42, yeah. So he's up there. So Addison, since Austin uh, talked about the Braves a little bit, I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk about the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer and what, what some uh, reaction you have to the trailer. Nerds. <laughs> I'm excited about it. At, uh, you know, obviously, I like the first the two seasons of the show. Um, this season is uh, <clears throat> set up to be uh, very interesting. They'll be going back to Mandalore. Um, you're going to have uh, some interesting uh, play back and forth with some of the characters uh, about who's going to be uh, taking over Mandalore. Um, my most exciting part is Carl Weathers is going to have a, a big part in uh, this uh, upcoming season from my understanding. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a continuation of the first two seasons being great seasons, hoping the third season is going to be just as good. Yep. I mean, trailer looked good. So we're all excited about it here on the walk on water boys podcast. Uh, so just wanted to mention those few things. And now we're going to get into the craziness that was week two in college football. Uh, not going to focus right now on our in-state schools, kind of going to look at what occurred with all the upsets this past weekend. We obviously had number one, Alabama squeaking by squeaking by with a one point win over uh, Texas in Austin, 20 to 19. Uh, so Alabama holds on, stays undefeated, gets that win much closer. I think that was like Alabama minus 20, I think was the line on that game. Yeah, 20. And, yeah, and they went yeah. by one. They, uh, uh, they did not cover. Yeah, they definitely they did, not, did cover. not cover. Uh, App State on the road at number six, Texas A&M gets the win. Yes, 17. sir to 14 college game day next weekend or this coming weekend going to Boone, North Carolina. Headed to Boone, baby. Yep. Hey, you we got... were at Boone last, uh, last September. It's a fun place, man. Yeah. So, and then you had Marshall. Okay. Let's skip right over. Yeah, Boone. Yeah. I'm trying to give a shout out to Boone. It's a fun place. <laughs> you had, uh, you had Marshall knocking skip off right over number it. eight, right. North <laughs> eight uh, 26 to 21. Uh, so I know Austin's a little emotional about that. Finding Irish now sitting at 0-2 to start the season. And then uh, you had number nine, Baylor, falling on the road in double overtime to number 21, BYU, 26-20. to So three top 10 teams lose and one, the number one Crimson Tide, barely, barely getting the win on the road against Texas. Uh, Notre Dame lost. Yeah, yeah, all right. And I, they announced yeah. today, I believe, yeah. right? That Tyler Buckner, quarterback. Yeah, quarterback he's out for Tyler Buckner. Uh, four months is what yeah, I saw. So, yeah, so that's that's the season. You know, <laughs> they make a late, a late, uh, late season playoff run. He'll be there uh, for the national championship, I assume. Uh, <laughs> Texas, man. So I think you know. I think Texas looked pretty good. They looked very good, but also Alabama played down to that level, right? That wasn't your typical Alabama performance. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, their quarterback, who's now out for, you know, three to four weeks. Of, co the, of course he's out because that's what happens when Texas plays Alabama. They lose their first string quarterback. In a game, they look like they could possibly win. Their starter gets hurt. That's true. He's then, out three to four weeks. <laughs> then Alabama uh, gets the win. So I, you know, one of the the the, I was impressed with Michigan putting up the number of points they did. Clint, do you think Michigan's the real deal this year? 
I, I'm not sure they've really been tested. I, now, mean, I this, know they played Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii is a team that Vanderbilt hung sixty something on in Hawaii. Is, yeah, exactly. Is Michigan, the real deal. That's I think, what I want to know. I think Michigan may not have the drop off some were expecting, but I've got to see them go against <laughs> a legit team before before uh, making that decision. Hey, intern, how about pull up their schedule? Uh, I mean, forward. I don't think they're going to be challenged by anyone out of the, what is it, the Big Ten West? I mean, I think all their challenges are going to come out of the East right now with Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. Um, I'm not sure anyone's going to really test them. Let's see, what do we have here? And you uh, never know with Penn State. I mean, Penn State's... UConn this weekend, no. Maryland, then they got Iowa, no. Indiana, no. Penn State. I mean, Penn State's probably, that's a tough stretch there. Back to back there. again, you, you never Penn know. State Penn, State. And, Penn State's always, yeah, yeah. I don't, Mich- yeah. Penn State and then Michigan State, those two games will kind of give you a better idea of just how good this Michigan team is. You never know if Penn State's a pretender up until like week seven or eight, you know, they could be squeaking by and then just get blown out or lose to a freaking Rutgers. Uh, you never know with Penn State. I, I like Kentucky. I told you guys, I think Kentucky was going to handle the Florida game, and they did. Uh, Florida looks good, but obviously I think, you know, we talked about it last week. I think they were overrated going into the game against Kentucky. And Kentucky showed it. Well, I don't know if Kentucky showed they were overrated, but Kentucky just showed they were the better team. (laughs) I think Florida is still a really good team, but I just think after knocking off Utah, of course, they got that huge bump up into the top 15. Um, Probably I still a little too high. I, just, I, over, I don't think they're overreact. Well, exactly. Yeah, overreaction. I still think one kind of like what overreaction. Over. I still yeah. think Florida is a top twenty team. Yeah, I, I think they're a top twenty, top twenty. They're going to be in that top twenty, top twenty-five mix all year, and really, no one kind of had an idea of where they would be. And right now, they look like. I mean, they're going to be a competitive team, and I don't know who they play in the SEC West this year. Uh, let's see. The interns got it brought us. So they got LSU. That's a win in the West. You got Texas A&M right now. That looks like that's a win um, from the West. So, I mean, really, I mean, how do they look against Georgia t- and Tennessee? I mean, that would be – that's the two biggest ball games they have left in the East there. Um, yeah, that's going to be – I think that's going to be your biggest telling game is that the game on the 24th against Tennessee – um, you know, that's gonna that's gonna be a make or break for both of those teams. Yeah, absolutely. Georgia, they lose, right? Hand, sure. But the Tennessee game will actually kind of see where they are, just like Kentucky, right? We see where they are stacked up against a another top three SEC team, uh, as opposed to Georgia or Alabama. Texas AM, guys, I've always thought their whole pregame Aggie yelling has always been a little suspect. Uh, just see the videos this week with the do the little, you know. So, was, always, it, so was that from the Friday night practice thing? They yeah, not, yeah. That I've from? always, yeah, I've always thought that's a little suspect. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <clears throat> it, it, anybody, Clint, you're big. Well, I mean, it's kind, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how out. bad of a football team they are this year. That's what's kind of weird to me. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that had national championship aspirations and. Uh, are they going to make a bowl game? I mean, they looked bad, really bad. So, I mean, there's, I'm sure Aggie fans, now I know they're really, really young this year, 
and that recruiting class, I think that was number one at the end of last year. You know, they're playing a lot of those guys this year. So maybe a year or two away from really reaching their potential. But, I mean, this year, this year, there's uh, there's no guarantees, I don't think, in any ball game this year right now that they play in the SEC. Absolutely. Uh, I think they're I think they're going to have a tough time winning a conference game the way they looked against App State. I agree with you. I think you were you were a lot higher on them at the first of the season than Austin or I were. Well, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was high on them. They were number six in the country after what they did last year. Uh, the recruiting cl- – I just didn't realize just how much of an impact of the players they lost uh, was going to affect them this season. And obviously neither did the AP poll. <laughs> well, you know what Jimbo's going to say. They need to. He can't buy his players like Alabama. Yeah, he can't buy his players. That's that's true. Uh, So uh, we want to turn it over and get the intern uh, join into the episode here. The intern has a couple of questions for us uh, just to kind of discuss a little bit, a little bit more of uh, week two results before we move on to our next topic. So, intern, what do you what do you have for us? What's what's your first question of the episode? Okay, first off. do do you think Alabama showed a chink in their armor with their performance? Austin, uh, Austin, play up. Yeah, Austin, you go ahead. And take, could you kind of mention that a little bit earlier, Austin? So you go ahead and take. Let that me one. let me think about that. Culturally unsensitive. unsensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there a weakness in Alabama? I think. They rolled into this game thinking like everybody else did. Hey, we're going to go play a football game. That's not going to be a blowout, but we're obviously looking to an SEC opponent after this. I think Texas surprised everybody, including everybody in Texas. I don't care what they said. Nobody expected to win that game. I think Texas came right out of the gate, hit them in the mouth, and kept rolling with them. Uh, you know, I think it was just a, a – Oh, and you can't even say Alabama was maybe looking ahead to the next week. I think they're looking; they were looking ahead to the postseason, not not necessarily looking past Texas. And you know, they're they're looking for Georgia. So I don't think necessarily that Alabama's weak in any sense. I think it was just an off game, not focusing. Yeah, I mean, I th- obviously Texas put a lot into this game, and you. They even talked about how the how you know Texas, Texas, yeah, Texas spent like two three months prepping for this one game, uh, but Alabama. I mean, I do think they have some concerns, have some questions. Uh, they don't have the wide receivers that can just get ten yards of separation down the field. It seemed like Bryce Young was having to do a lot on his own and having to create a lot more, especially on that last, that last drive. I wanted to hand him the Heisman right then and there after that play he made on that final drive to win the game. So, but, uh, uh, in terms so go ahead and give us your, uh, your final question, uh, for week two reactions. All right. Final question. Week two, Texas, are they going to do what they did last year against Oklahoma, that narrow loss? And then that kind of, derailed their season last year um they played up for this game against Alabama but is this narrow loss going to derail them or are they going to stay the course and keep playing up and you know turn this into a pretty good season 
So, so Addison, we'll go ahead and let you take, uh, take that one. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got uh, three games that should be wins coming up for Texas after this. So you got uh, university of Texas, San Antonio, you've got Texas tech, and then you've got West Virginia. I think you've got uh, three wins there. I think they'll be able to kind of get themselves back on track. But then you bring up Oklahoma, that's the game that they've got coming up after that. Um, I don't think they're good enough to beat Oklahoma. I don't think that they're going to be as able to keep it as close as Alabama because Oklahoma is going to come into this game prepared for it. They're going to come in looking at Texas and making sure that they have a game plan in place for them. Austin said it earlier, and I think it's the truth. I think Alabama came into this very lackluster, not being prepared for Texas, not thinking it was going to be a close game. Um, I think Oklahoma having the hindsight of being able to see this Alabama-Texas game is going to be able to be more prepared for that game. So I think Oklahoma ends up maybe not blowing them out, but winning by a, a pretty good margin. Um, so, And after that loss, I don't think Texas is going to be able to make a run towards a, a good high bowl game. I think that they'll obviously have a bowl game, but I don't think they're going to be able to make a, make a big run and go into the playoffs, obviously. Um, but I don't don't think they're going to be in a high-tier bowl game either. Yeah, I think really for Texas, I think you kind of brought it up there, Addison, that the next three weeks is going to tell you a lot about Texas. Is this the Texas we hear about every single year? Oh, Texas is back, Texas is back. And they they can't put, put together a successful season. Uh, if they can go out, win their next three ball games, the Texas Tech game kind of interests me right now. Undefeated team on the season goes to – I think they believe go, they go to Raleigh, a top 15 NC State team this weekend. Uh, so that'll give us a better idea of just how good Texas Tech is. And that Texas Tech could matchup could be a big challenge for Texas. Um, so, yeah, I think the next three matchups will tell us a lot about, about the Longhorns and, and how serious we can take them heading into that rivalry game with, with, with Oklahoma. So – since we're talking about a Big 12 school, we'll talk about a school that used to be in the Big 12, and ever since they've left the Big 12, they can't seem to find a head coach. And that would be the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We talked about them with Addison's favorite week of the season, week zero, uh, when they lost Ooh. to the fighting Fitzgeralds over there in, in Dublin. Uh, so Scott Frost fired after losing to – who was it, Addison? Your Georgia Southern pick that you wanted to talk about. You're very interested in earlier in the season when you were talking about you were interested to see what their new head coach would do. Uh, was it Clay Helton from uh, from USC that's now the head coach over there at Georgia I, Southern? I, I told you it was yeah got, it was got the, the season win, for the Sun Belt. Got boys. the coach fired. Uh, so obviously, what are y'all's reactions to the firing? How do you feel about firing someone this early in the season? And then who would you like? the Cornhuskers uh, to make their next head coach. What a cold reaction out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, you're, you're five coaches removed from Tom Osborne. I don't even think people in Nebraska recruits know who Tom Osborne is anymore. <laughs> the downfall of Nebraska from the 80s, 90s to now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's almost not as bad as, you know, we were talking about Virginia Tech slide. But, I mean, come on, man. Uh, Scott Frost did receive a nice $15 million paycheck. 
Must be nice. You reckon they showed him which door to go out of? Like uh, Ed Ordron? Ed Ordron <laughs> I saw a video of him leaving. I don't know if this is a real video or not, but it shows Scott Frost. It's like he was walking down the steps and it had the rail beside him. He sat on the rail and slid down. I don't know if that was a real video of uh, <laughs> of him leaving after getting fired or not, but uh, it's funny because that $15 million payday decreased by half if he would have been let go on October 1st or later. Ah, so that maybe gives you a little bit better idea of why they went ahead and made the move. Now. No, I mean, no, no, to, no, no. They, they made the bad him. move. They should have waited till two October weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. I got two you right. weeks. Okay. But, you know, what's, yeah, seven what's, and a half what's another seven and a half million dollars in Nebraska? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Dude, Georgia Southern put up 642 yards in yeah. offense. Well, I saw that. How I thought, ridiculous. I believe they they were fi- they fired Bo Pelini for only winning nine games a year, and then Scott Frost over the last three seasons didn't even win nine games or something. Some uh, <laughs> combined. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> so, I think oh, so. Man. So, uh, who's the next coach? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Who, um, who would you like to see them go after? So I got three. I got three. I want your reactions on three. Okay. Number one, who I think this is the most likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, good resume, coach for arguably one of the greatest NFL coaches, the greatest NFL coach, mm-hmm. coach for the arguably the greatest college football coach ever. Uh, had a, a, I'd say a rough stint. He had a, he had a stint in the NFL with Houston. It ended. It ended. It ended bad. rougher than <laughs> it, it started. Ended bad. <laughs> Um, it ended bad. I mean, he's the OC in Alabama right now. I can see Bill O'Brien going and, and, and he did a decent at, job at Penn state, right? I mean, he did. He, he was, was there for two years yeah, he and they had, a decent they had job. and you got to think though, he came in and they were still being sanctioned. Hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hard. And he's still putting together sanctioned wins. Hard. He's still putting together wins at Penn state. Yeah. I like Bill O'Brien. I think that's my pick. Uh, you got Urban Meyer sitting out there. I'm Don't just, even say that name on this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't even say it. He's, yeah. he's got to go somewhere where he can have control. He can kick his players. <laughs> Isn't Nebraska going to give him control, though? I mean, yeah, that's, well, I mean, they seem pretty. Uh, he'll have more control than he did anywhere in the NFL. That's true. Uh, that's get him up there with some of them. Uh, them corn fed girls, he'll have he'll have a he'll have a top. He'll enjoy mm-hmm. it. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh and then obviously Jamie Chadwell is going to be brought up anytime you're going to talk about a premium program head coach available. Uh I don't see him going to Nebraska. I think he's going to wait for another a top tier. He puts in another one, two years at at coastal doing what he's done. He's going to have the pick of the litter. Uh, and I don't think Nebraska is it. I think that's almost a lateral move at this point. I'll agree with that. I, now, who would have thought that Coastal Carolina and Nebraska a lateral move? Lateral move. That was that was a that was a joke. But no, it was. I mean, <laughs> no, no it as far as as far as skill level, it is. That's a true um, lateral move. I would I would love to see. I don't want Chabot to go anywhere. I'd like for why would you Coastal love to forever. see that? What are what are idiotic statements? Did you hear what I said? I think your 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 internet's real bad, so you can't hear everything I'm saying. Don't try to internet. So shit. again, you said you said. So again, I would love to see it. Buy some buy some get some better internet. Anyway, 
no, I, I won't Chabble to stay at Coastal forever. I think he's doing a great job. However, for him, I think it would be great. Uh, I don't think that Nebraska is the right option. Um, I want to see him be able to move up. Um, and again, as Austin just said, you get another two years of him being successful at Coastal, and he's going to be able to kind of make his own move, write his own check to where he wants to go. I just wish you would contradict um, yourself. I, I, I don't like how you just contradicted yourself. You're like, I love this. I would love it for, I don't think it's the right move for him. But, no, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I would love, I would love for him to be able to move to a bigger school. I don't think Nebraska is the right option is what I was saying. Okay. I don't think there's a beach anywhere in Nebraska. Is there? No. I'm pretty sure there's not. <laughs> um, but uh, I like the bill Ryan pick. I think that's a, that's a legitimate option. Um, you know, honestly, I, I want to see, I want to see Lane Kiffin go to Nebraska. I want to see Lane Kiffin go to Nebraska. Why would, why would Ladre leave? Leave. I mean, that'd be an interesting. That's a that's an interesting move. I don't see him doing that, but I I mean, I that's a that's an interesting one. At this point, that's almost like coaching at Florida Atlantic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right, so so I. Yeah, I don't know about any of those three. Out of those three, the one I would I would take a shot on would be Bill O'Brien, but I, I I'm not sure that's the route I would go. But I, I think to me, the higher that Nebraska should make, because right now they need to bring stability, bring respectability and competitiveness back to that program. And I think there's one coach out there right now that can do that. Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson, 22 seasons at TCU. He he can get that. You know you're going to get you're going to get the best of the best in Nebraska most of the time when you're the head coach of Nebraska. But the talent pool that they're really going to focus pulling out of, or try to pull out of, is Oklahoma and Texas. Gary Patterson, 22 years at TCU, recruiting those high schools in the state of Texas, a career record of 181 and 79. When he was at TCU, that's very impressive. He had 11 and six bowl record and he got a Rose Bowl win. Also went, took TCU to the Fiesta Bowl as well, but got a Rose Bowl victory as a head coach at TCU. He shows he's, he can be committed. Right now, he's on the staff at Texas as a special assistant. They said he had a lot to do with that game plan, that defensive game plan uh, to take on that high powered Alabama offense. But I, to me, that just makes the most sense. He, he knows the area, knows how to recruit that area, and he's going to bring respectability and make them a competitive program again. I can see that. How old is Gary Patterson? He's got to be, what, in the 60s? I would 60s? say upper 50s, lower 60s. Yeah. I, I would say. I mean, he, I mean, he was at TCU, I mean, forever. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was a young cat when he first started coaching there. So, I mean, that's uh, – to me, that makes like the most that. sense. I don't dislike that. I still think Bill O'Brien's a head coach. I, I don't think he got the best in Houston. I still think he's got a a program somewhere he could coach. Uh, and I think Bill O'Brien's suited for the uh, college I, football level. I just don't know if – I think Nebraska needs to hire a proven commodity at the college level. And I don't know – I don't think Bill O'Brien – you tell it that. from everything you're saying. You're saying Urban Meyer. 
No, no, he doesn't bring he doesn't bring respectability. <laughs> Who respects Urban Meyer besides Addison? I think he's Not the me. only one. I mean, right behind Addison is a giant Urban Meyer poster of right when he, of <laughs> Urban Meyer. School, yeah, oh. of uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, all right. So uh, those I, are. Our- I just I want to I want to throw this out there because. Our intern does such a tremendous job, and you guys just completely overlook him. Um, he did find out for us that Gary Patterson is 62 years old. Just for there you go, uh, need to give him his, his chops. He's doing he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's a, he's on the ball. He's on the ball. Thank so that's so, surprise 62. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I mean, look at that. He he come in there, coached eight, ten years at Nebraska, bring respectability back to that program, and they can go out and then hire maybe a young up and coming coach to take over the reins from there. But. Uh, so obviously someone like a Scott Frost. Yeah, someone like a Scott <laughs> Frost, you know. Uh so we can't move on from week 1 or week 2 just yet. We've got to talk about our in-state schools here. Uh number 5 Clemson got the win over Furman 35 to 12. They moved to 2 and 0. Uh Coastal wins a close one 31 to 27 over Gardner Webb. <sighs> Not a they, pretty one. They go to 2 and 0 on the season. The Gamecocks go on the road fall to the number 16 ranked Arkansas Razorbacks 44 to 30. Uh, they sit at one and one on the year now. So Addison, we'll start with you. Just a quick reaction uh, to that coastal Carolina Gardner web matchup. Uh, not All not right, a pretty thanks, game. Addison. <laughs> now we're going to move. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Not, not a pretty game. Um, it was Coastal tends to play to the level of whatever opponent that they've got coming in the door, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, it, it was what it was. A win's a win. Uh, looking forward to, to next week and hopefully getting back on on some better uh, offensive stands. Um, was not as on defense as they have been in the past, and they should be because of their level of talent that they have. Um, but, again, moving forward, fingers crossed, we're going to be a little bit better next week. Yeah, I'm not sure what the line on that game was, but um, it was a lot more than we won by. But yeah, that was uh, definitely a lot closer than than what we were we were thinking. Austin, what do you think here? Should we go go right into the Gamecocks on the road against the Razorbacks, or do you want me to kind of quickly discuss? Yeah, uh, sure, the, the, I'll jump in here. Okay, go right ahead. Because I'll be honest with you, I because of the Texas Alabama game. Yeah, I pretty much quit watching the Arkansas South Carolina game there about and, and, and to be fair, to be honest, I didn't watch the entire game either because of that. Yeah, I mean, that was you know, I'm I mean, not the whole nation was watching that Arkansas Gamecock game and they just whoa, look, this Texas Alabama game, we need right. to switch over. So, yeah, see, I'll go back and watch a full Carolina game, but I'm not going to go back and watch a full game for somebody else. So, I'll switch it back and forth trying to catch. Yeah, them. um, you know, they are who we thought they are. We knew who you're going oh, to play. Did you, oh, did you just have a, over there? Look at that. You just had a uh, little small stroke. <laughs> they are. I'll, 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 I'll insert the uh, Dennis Green YouTube clip, uh, that audio right here. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. They are who who we thought they are. Uh, were. Uh, you know, we got out putting up 30 points. Uh, offensive line, hey, still bad. Um were they as bad as they were the week before? Probably not when you compare that you're going against Arkansas and instead of Georgia State. Uh, Rattler put up 376 yards. Yeah, there we go. Intern pulled it up. Had a boy, young man. Uh, Rattler threw for 376 yards, had a touchdown, interception. The interception, he forced it. I'm sure he'd like to have it back. I don't mind 
you know, you try to make a play, you throw a that pick. That's that one happen. matters, Addison. That one. That one. Does that one count? that one counts. I will say. I will say. Austin did say last week he likes a gunslinger. He wants as many interceptions as touchdowns. Apparently, I do. If 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 you're not taking chances, dude. If you're not taking chances, then you're not going to win. Uh, especially at this program at this level right now, where we are. Uh, I'd like to see him throw the ball more. Hell, keep on going with it. Uh, I think we had. 40 40 something yards on the ground because Spencer Rattler got sacked six times. Uh so negative a, 23 rushing yards for Spencer Rattler on the day. Yeah, and he actually was positive when he rushed the ball. Those are sack yards, right? Uh the uh A the offensive line and you're looking yards. confused. You're looking confused. Whenever he did design runs or scrambled, he picked up some yardage. He did well, but he had six sacks and lost a ton of yardage. Continue. Um, I did. I'm doing it right now. Um, <laughs> so, A, the offense line, bad. B, I don't think that Rattler trusts that offense line, and when he feels that pressure, he moves out immediately. Can he stay in the pocket a little more sometimes? Yes. Uh, I know I want to see him run more, so it's kind of – different from what I said last week, but he doesn't feel comfortable back there. And I agree. Why would you? Uh, the big takeaway was the defense line. And we talked about it. I made a big deal about the defense line at the beginning of the season during our preview. Uh, you know, that was been hyped up. Oh, this is our strength. We got Zach Pickens, Jordan Birch, Alex Huntley. We got, you know, we're bagged up by Mo Cabo. We got, you know, going at all these people. And they just got blown away. Uh, I don't have the stat for rushing yardage for Arkansas, but I think it was over 200 yards or, or up in the upper hundreds. Um, so it, it just it wasn't a great game. Uh, I like to see Spencer Rattler throwing for, you know, 300 and some yards. That's great. Hopefully it'll continue. Uh, two two linebackers out moving forward. Mo Kaba's out, and the other linebacker, edge rusher Jordan. I uh, can't remember his last name. Starts with an S, but he's out as well. Both of them uh, messed up their ACL, so that's no good. Uh, that's no good. And yeah, so Georgia ended up with two hundred ninety five rushing yards compared to our forty. So hmm. you know how can you expect to? Yeah, I don't even expect to put up thirty points when you got that deficit. Uh, game ended up how we thought it was. Well, I I, I, I want to ask this, uh, and this is kind of a little bit not really pertaining to the Gamecocks, but more to the Razorbacks. After what transpired this past weekend, you know, we knew the Razorbacks were this trendy team this year, had a lot of lot of hype going into the season. But after what A&M pulled off this past weekend, uh, I mean, you have to think the Razorbacks are the number two team in the SEC West this year, right? I mean, I think that's a lot. I think they're number three overall. I go right now. I go Bama. I go Bama. No, number four. Excuse me. I go Bama, Georgia, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee. That's my top five. I flip Kentucky and Arkansas. I I think Kentucky's got it, and we're going to unfortunately see. That Arkansas, Arkansas, Kentucky, that that game could be like the old school Alabama LSU matchups. I mean, that, well, I was talking <laughs> about we're going to see whatever Carolina plays Kentucky, but I think Kentucky <laughs> is better than Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, 
But yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah Kentucky or Arkansas is my number four team in the SEC. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Is the SEC East now the, the SEC one? West? Oh. Yes. I mean, is it? I mean, I think yeah. the SEC uh, right East now, this year has yeah, got to be better than the SEC West. I mean, for the first time since the late 90s, early 2000s, probably. A long time since Florida's winning national championships. Yeah, I mean, it would be after that. Yeah, it'd be after that Florida era under Urban Meyer. I mean, really, after that, that's when Nick Saban came on and Les Miles and, you know, the SEC West started getting a, a little more uh, more depth well, in that division. But here's a, here's a trivia question. Who was the LSU coach before Les Miles? Ooh. Nick, well, Nick Saban was at the Dolphins. So who was that? Was it? Was that? Did he replace Nick Saban? Addison? No idea. In turn, pull it up. Or you could just tell us. Do you not know the answer? I, I think I do, but I don't want to say. You don't it. really know. You don't really know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm interested to see. Let's uh, let's pull it up. I, I'm pretty sure I know, and I'll tell you why after we pull it up. Brian Kelly? No, that's definitely not. No, answer. definitely not Brian Kelly. That piece of garbage. <laughs> Uh, oh. But uh, well, while while the intern's pulling that up uh, for us, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and start talking about the Clemson Tigers. Well, I had a I had a question for Austin about the Carolina game. Yeah, Nick Saban. Oh, it was Nick Saban? I was yeah, wrong. I was about to say I, I was he left to go Lou to Miami. Saban I thought Jr. that was Les Miles that replaced him. Yeah. Um. So, so I I so I watched the first half of the. Carolina Arkansas game. Um, I felt like Spencer Rattler's performance was better in his game against Georgia State than it was against Arkansas. And to the point of, I saw in that first half three or four different situations where the ball was just not thrown where it should have been thrown. Major overthrows, just some big issues with his decision-making or just accuracy. What were your thoughts on that? So he's like 62% uh, completion rate for the game. Again, 376 yards, a lot of yards, one yeah. pick, one touchdown, only 62% accuracy. What are we? Well, I mean, what what's, do you your, what's your quarterback? At, so in turn, yeah, what's say, the I mean, average? I mean, what's the I mean, average? That's not that bad. And plus, I mean, that doesn't really show. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's that bad. What I'm saying is it's just sounded like you were making four, a point. Like, there were at least four situations where Carolina could have legitimately had a deep pass or a touchdown pass that it wasn't the receiver dropping the ball. It was a bad pass. Yeah, I mean, I saw several bad. I mean, I would say more than four. Uh, I'm not. I've never been one that says Rattler is God and he is the best thing in the world. I've I mean, I, I've that. heard. I've heard he's got a once in a generation arm. That's what well, I was they, told. That obviously came well, from, he does, from the the uh, intern. And that's why he's over. Well, let's let's receivers. since you brought that up, Aston, let's give the floor so, to the intern because the intern. Well, hold, hold on. Let me answer the question. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I, let me answer the all question. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He made bad throws. He. I saw. Yeah, two or three in the first half that he overthrew, um, but. You know, he's a quarterback. It's going to happen, right? I never said this cat's the, the best in the world and we're going to win the national championship. He'll never make a mistake. I said he's the best quarterback we've ever had on campus, right? And he is. 
Would I like to see him play better? Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and trash the kid for making, you know, five or six bad throws. Uh, second half, he put up 21 points, ended up with 376 yards. Um, I, I find it disconcerting that that you just constantly have to pick something about Carolina and try to just 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 jab it in there, no matter what it is. Uh, I don't think I have to look hard to pick something. Not hey, buddy. great this year. Yeah, you're that's right. all you're the right. research you're Addison right. does for these episodes. Yeah, he said, okay, I want to look at the game cut. I agree. And, 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 and I think I've been very honest in my evaluation of Carolina through the first two weeks. Clips and Tiger fan Clint, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm fair 100%. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Definitely not uh, uh, top three or four in the SEC, but he's what we got. And I think once you unlock his potential, because he is throwing dimes on occasion. We got to get back to that. We got to give him more confidence in the pocket. We got to give him time. I think we this also is- need to remember he's playing under a second-year head coach. Well, he's – let's let, – let, I mean, let's – let's. so, intern, I'm going to turn it over to you because I want to give you, know, you he's your – He's not going to – The intern's breaking up. <laughs> you get him so hot. Yeah, the intern. No, right. So he's so, probably throwing the mic, busting the microphone. Yeah. So before I turn it over to intern, because I know there he wanted some time to, to uh, talk about his, some of the statements he made on the last episode. If we're talking about Spencer Radler, I mean, we we all know we should all understand this is a guy that got benched at Oklahoma, and he was on a far more talented. He had a lot more talent around him, so he's coming over here. He's still finding his way as a college quarterback in an offense that is still finding their way. Uh, and, and there's, there's, it's the truth. If there's just not as much talent on that offense as there was at Oklahoma. So now I want to turn it over to the intern and give him the opportunity, the floor here uh, to discuss some statements that were, that was made by him uh, last episode. Yeah. I mean, all I would have to say on that is, okay. I overstated, his talent would say in that he's once in a generation. But if you watch the game, you know, before the game, the announcers were kind of saying what I intended to say, I think. Um, he has the ability to throw with with any quarterback out there um, and certainly has that ability coming into a highly touted quarterback class that he came in. He was top of that class. And that's all I'm really trying to get at. Um, he's trying he, – I mean, he's playing decently well for how bad our offensive line is, honestly. And a lot of things um, that Austin have said, I, I agree with. And he kind of he, – he sums it up pretty well about where we stand and everything. No, he's not – He, I mean – and he's not going to be in the talks for a Heisman or anything like that. And that's just, you know, completely out of the window. I don't – and I never thought about that, that with him coming into Carolina. But, you know, I do think he's a the best talent-wise, skill set-wise, the best quarterback that we've had on campus. Uh, so we'll move over to the number five Clemson Tigers now that got the win over Furman, obviously an FCS opponent. But obviously the big discussion has got to be, we talked about it last week, 
you know, the the DJ and Cade Klubnik debate. Uh, I think we've seen that a little bit more clearer picture now. DJ's clearly your number one. Uh, had one of his better performances. Yes, you can say it was against Furman, but when given a clean pocket, he was putting the ball on the money. He was, when the pocket would break down, he would climb the pocket when he needed to. He could get out of trouble, make some throws on target. And, I mean, just just he looked more comfortable uh, in that matchup. Uh, and then Cade Klubnick came into the game in the first half and later on in the game, the second half, and did not look good at all. Uh, he had a pocket to throw out of, and he would escape it too soon. He was putting the ball in trouble. Uh, did not look good at all. Um, obviously, things could still play out differently, but right now I think you have a little more uh, clear picture of where that quarterback uh, competition lies right now. I think it's I think DJ is taking a stronger hold on that game, kind of like what I discussed. You know, as these next games play out, Furman, La Tech this Saturday. Wake Forest on the road, you'll see this kind of play out right now. It looks like it's trending uh, more and more to be uh, DJ's job uh, for the entirety of the season. So, did, uh, did Austin bet you how many times you could say pocket in a sentence? I have no idea. Did you said pocket a lot. later in the episode, but we are sponsored now by Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets? So, Hot I mean, pockets. you kind of ruined that announcement, but there you go with that one. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I don't know if y'all have any discussion on that. I mean, I probably y'all probably didn't watch the game. I did. Uh, obviously, I did not Clemson watch a second of it. But he definitely looked better uh, and looking more comfortable. So obviously, we need to see that again uh, this coming weekend. Him to take another uh, another step forward uh, with uh, the kind of production he can give the offense. So what what was his uh, what was his stats? I think he what was like he 21 of 27. Yep, 21 uh, for 27. 200 plus yards, one touchdown, one pick, uh, yeah. or maybe two touchdowns, one pick. The interception, though he took ownership of it, if you watch the game, his receiver just completely stopped on a quick slant across the middle, and you absolutely cannot do that. I mean, he just, came, he just came to a complete stop. And DJ still threw counts. the ball. Yeah, it still counts. Uh, DJ threw the ball, and then the receiver not only did he stop, he decided that, well, I'll just reach my hand out there, and it bounced off his hand and then hit. It went right to a Furman defender. So, But he took a step forward, and now he needs to take another step forward uh, this coming weekend against La Tech. So this weekend, and we'll start that with our draft that we do each and every week here. So we're going to do a quick recap of who we have and uh, and then the draft order for this week. So I have currently Clemson, Texas A&M, and Michigan. Austin has Ohio State, Georgia, and Baylor. Addison has Alabama, Oklahoma, and USC. This week's draft order, I will be going first, then Austin, then Addison. So obviously, I'm going to drop the Texas A&M Aggies. I'll be dropping them after that uh, Hap State performance. And then I will be picking up number eight, Oklahoma State. So that'll give me Clemson, Michigan, and Oklahoma State. So, Austin, go ahead yeah, and good make pick your draft pick. Good pick there. Uh, I'm obviously going to drop the Bears of Baylor, Texas. Uh, and I think I'm going to pick up Utah. That's a nice pick. I like that pick. Even though they have really? a loss on the season – I just, I mean, they they showed no effects of of that loss last week against Florida. 
I mean, they hung what seventy on uh, the team they played this past weekend. I like so, it, boys. Yeah, so I mean, I, I still think they're the favorite in the in the Pac-12. So I, I like them to win out. So so Utah goes to Austin Addison. Uh, who are you going to drop? Alabama, Oklahoma, USC. Who who you dropping here? Alabama's looking rough. Not gonna drop Alabama. Alabama's gonna drop be on the board not gonna drop Alabama. after week three. Is that what we're looking at here? Um, during my, my first pick of the week next week. Yeah. Alabama's <laughs> on the board. Yep. So I think I'm gonna drop USC. Hmm. Uh and I'm gonna pick Miami back up. I have a feeling this is gonna be kind of this Go is back and forth every week. USC yeah. and Miami. Uh, Probably. I, I, could, I could see that happening. So recap, quick recap here. I have Clemson, Oklahoma State, Michigan. Austin now has Ohio State, Georgia, and Utah, Addison, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Miami. So now we turn it over to the intern who's now prepped and ready to take over the Beat the Bookie segment here on the Walk on Water Boys podcast. So intern, take it away. All right, for our Beat the Bookie segment, this past week, Addison, we had you going one and one with ECU defeating Old Dominion on your lock and Pitt. Pittsburgh losing to Tennessee on your upset. That brings you to an overall two and two for the year. Uh, for Austin, well done, sir. We had you two and zero oh this week, uh, locking up Arkansas. And also an upset with Duke. Good cho- good choice there. Yes, sir. That egghead bowl. I told you guys, I'm a high on Duke. What even a game. <laughs> That'll bring you to right. <laughs> two and two on the year. Clint, had a rough week from you. Uh, locked up A&M. They, need a, they need to lock up A&M. That's exactly what they need to do. <laughs> Right. Um, and then your upset of Baylor that game went in overtime. Ugh, that game Unfortunately, was, Baylor yeah. didn't uh didn't pull that one out. That, that game cost me some money. Special teams. Me man. too. That, special that teams. Game, special that teams. That game cost me big money. If they could make a kick, they would have won the game. Boy, howdy. <laughs> they could have made a kick, I could have won a thousand dollars. Yeah. Mm, everybody's hurting. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurting. All right, so that's where we stand. You know what? You know what really hurts? The Disney World fund. That, <laughs> that yeah. yeah. You know, I told you guys I was more up, mouse ears. You know, I told you guys I was up about 73 units after week one. Well, week two has dropped us down to negative two units. Ugh. It yeah, had a bad intern, I was feeling hot. Up. <sighs> oh my goodness. So right, units. Um Clint, that brings you to one and three on the year, just yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I still got time. We're we're early here. We're early in the year. Only only week two is going here. I think I'll I'll rebound this weekend. So speaking of this weekend, uh, we'll now go around the horn here. We'll start with Addison. Give us your upset of the week and your lock for the week. Uh, upset of the week. Uh, I'm taking Georgia Southern coming off that big win this past week. Uh, going to uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, UAB is favored by eleven and a half. Uh, I think Georgia Southern is going to pick up that win. Um, and my lock for the week is going to be uh, Georgia over South Carolina. What's the best? The line's like 20 something on that, right? 24 and a half. 24 and a half. 24 and a yeah. half. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Austin, your lock and your upset. 
I'll tell you what, Addison, I see, you know, obviously Georgia's going to win. Uh, 24 and a half is a lot to cover, especially for a Georgia-Carolina game. Um, yeah. Three three touchdowns yeah. and a field goal. You that, know, they could get it a different way than that. Well, let's you know? get more specific. I mean, it's three touchdowns, three extra points and a field goal. Yeah. Sure, sir. Sure. Or <laughs> you could have a bunch of safeties. Yeah, like <laughs> Iowa. I mean, you could go Iowa style here. There's a lot, of, a lot of, of things. A lot of things we could do. Anyhow, um, my lock of the week is going to be a no-brainer here. Oklahoma minus 11 and a half over Nebraska. What? Uh, who the hell is making these locks? Bet it now. If you bet, lock it in. I'm, I'm honest to God, I'm moving. I think I'm which putting, by the time our listeners hear this, the line yeah, will be mysterious. 17 and a half. <laughs> so. Like I'm thinking of just like putting my whole stack on it this weekend and trying to make back. Honest yeah. to God, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, my uh my upset is uh, is a scary one. I'm taking Vandy plus two and a half over the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Where's that one being played? Is that in Nashville? In Northern Illinois. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Vandy boys are going to be some cool weather. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm right there with you. I don't know how you can't make the Oklahoma Sooners minus 11 and a half this week (laughs) for Nebraska. I don't know how you can't make that your lock. I mean, that's just screaming that, I mean, that line is going to look completely different. Uh, I believe come Saturday. Uh, but obviously that's going to be my lock, Oklahoma, 11 and a half over Nebraska. And then my upset, I'm going with the number 12 ranked BYU Cougars right now, plus three and a half going on the road to Eugene to take on number 25, Oregon. I like that. So I like BYU Yucks. right there, plus three and a half to get that upset on the road. And Oregon team still trying to – uh, find themselves after that uh, that rough, rough, pun intended opener against the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> All right. So that hey, so right. I had an idea before we move forward. Uh, you know how they do the fundraisers and they have like the, uh, um, like the gauge where they 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 uh, fill in the percentage. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking the thermostat most of the time. I was thinking we could do that for my kids' Disney fund. I don't know if you guys can see what I did here. We just have the uh, the Mickey Mouse ears and everything. Yeah, so where are we right now on that? Every right right now, now we are right here where we are at zero. Zero after after negative. Okay, so So hopefully erase some of it. You should erase it here. Well, I haven't got it there yet. No, 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 no. So hopefully after week two or after week three. We'll be here. We'll get to the chin of the mouse. Okay, I about to say you know? so. And we'll just keep a, elevated. It's past once the chin we, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a he's he's a high chin fellow. Oh, once okay. we uh okay. once we once we cap off the ears, I'll pull money out of the bank. But okay. I think if we do the the beat the bookie Disney fund, I think that'll be fun. Well, we're all along. we're all rooting for your for your for your kids there. Yeah, you they know? are. So too. we really hope we hope that your gambling addiction allows them to to go to to disney world so yeah you know that's how we vacation so let's move on here let's get over to uh let's look ahead now to this weekend's matchups right here with our in state we've got buffalo zero and two taking on the two and O coastal carolina shots addison you looking forward to that game we've got coastal carolina right now with minus 14 on that one over i think buffalo. i think you miss it's, it's pronounced cots right that's Coast is that CH? <laughs> and then we've got Cots. La Tech, 
<laughs> LaTeX one and one uh, going into Death Valley to take on the number five clips and Tigers right now. Uh, minus 34 is the spread on that. If you know anything about betting Clemson against the spread, you, you want to take LaTeX there. Uh, and then we've got the big matchup for our in-state here. We've got number one Georgia Bulldogs going in to williams Bryce to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Gamecocks one and one on the season. Obviously, Georgia now the new number one in the AP poll. Uh, that line right now, I have it. At, when I looked at it, it was minus 24. I don't know if that's where it stands right now. But uh, so just – just real quick, obviously, Coastal Carolina, Clemson, we really don't have to discuss those. But real quick, Austin, your thoughts on the Georgia-South Carolina matchup, and then we're going to let the intern give us his one, his biggest question uh, for us here going into week three. Yeah, I mean, this is – intern, why don't you pull up when the last time Georgia played a night game at, at Columbia. Uh, I always hate this game being so early in the season, number one. And then early in the day, number two, I don't understand why you can't push this into, you know, well, the joke used to be, you know, the joke used to be that you wanted to play Georgia early in the year because, you know, half their team was suspended. (laughs) Well, I I just always hate playing them so early because, you know, we never, you know, well, I mean, who knows? Are you are you feeling shades of the Carolina Alabama game when Alabama came into Columbia ranked number one? Addison, you obviously know that we are nowhere close to that. <laughs> and um, that was a night game, correct? This will not. This will be. This is a noon game. Yeah, this is. A noon, that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. for whatever reason, Carolina typically plays Georgia uh, early, early day games. But does Georgia uh, usually play a lot of day games? I mean, how often they are do. they on at night? They do. I mean, they don't play. I don't know. Might, and, and that might be the reason because Georgia's. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, the last uh, time I remember. At night was like 2015-ish. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. 24 and a half is a large number. Uh, I, I'm not going to touch that line. It's going to be close to that, I'd say. Anywhere from, you know, 21 to 35 probably. So, I, I yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't touch it uh, on that. Obviously, uh, Georgia should win this without a problem. Uh, I hope we see Rattler get out there and just throw the ball because we can't run the ball at all. <laughs> you know, we, we just can't. So I'd, I'd love to see him take chances deep. Turnover's going to happen, sure, but there's no way you're thinking about winning this game. I, I think so, this is just make loose. sure make sure Rattler's still healthy after this game. I think yeah, that's absolutely. The thing. That that's would the be great thing. as well. Yeah, yeah But so, I'd like to see him show off his arm. Yeah, you know, hey, you got four picks in this game. All right, let's just see you chuck the damn ball. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think let's the, see that once in a generation arm. Yeah, so the, I mean, and also this is an opportunity. To hopefully, somebody can step up and and give a consistent weapon to Rattler that he can maybe maybe rely on moving forward. So now we want to turn it over to the intern. Uh, what is your biggest question uh, for us here on the Walk On Water Boys podcast here in Week Three of college football? Well, the intern's looking that up. I, I don't see a lot of fun games happening in week three. This, no, that, this I mean, is like a real boring week. I mean, cool to see them go to Boone, North Carolina for the App State uh, game, but, I mean, that kind of just shows you. Yeah, as we skipped over earlier in the show, I'm a big fan of Boone. Yeah. I mean, they're, we, they're, we spent we spent this. Uh, I imagine it's going to be bonkers. 
We spent uh we spent over a week in Boone this past fall. I think we're or this summer actually. I'm sorry, and I think we're going back again this winter. It's just a fun place to be. Here, here we go. Here of, we go. Of, of over. I'll, I'm gonna do fun bet here. Over under. Thirty seconds into the college game day pro- broadcast, we see the upset over Michigan. Over under thirty oh. seconds into the college game day broadcast. I'd we say under. the upset. Okay, under. Ask say under. under under thirty seconds. Oh, we're or we're saying the official ten a.m. Not the, nine a.m. when they start the broadcast. College game day comes at on nine. at nine. <laughs> but that's like the early show. No, no, it starts at nine. Oh, did they move it to nine? Yeah, they moved it to nine. It's three. It's three. <laughs> it hours used to be now. ten. It used to be. Yeah, 10. it used to be. Yeah, it used to be ten. You're right. But now it is. Uh, it's been nine a.m. for like five years now, maybe more. Yeah, it can't be that long. Yeah, it's been. A long um. Time. Yeah, All you're right. probably right. You're probably right. I got a question. Addison's right. Addison's right. So yeah, under. So you're going so. under thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay. I think that's your your opening scroll is going to be that. They could very well could very well be that may they may not say anything they just may go straight to the right just put the, the video up, and yeah. then go to the Texas A and M and then boom start the uh, start yeah the episode there All that's right, so my that's what I would say so the so the intern's ready with his biggest question for us here uh, in uh, week three. All right, after two amazing weeks of college football, I know we did the early playoff um, picks at the beginning of the year. Who is your true number four right now? True number four. Okay, so Austin, we'll start with you on that one. Who is your true number four uh, team in the country right now? Now, is this, uh, in turn, are you asking who our number four seed would be or who do you think the fourth best team in yes, the country after, is? After, you know, Utah getting beat, things like that, who is your number four seed for the playoff? For the playoffs. At this point, okay. it's only been two weeks. I know that, but okay, you know, you have a little bit. You can see okay. a little, a little bit better who's, who's serious and who's not what the, we thought they were going to be. And I, so, you know, way too early to say, but I mean, honestly, I think my number four team is is Texas, just by the fact of what they did against Alabama. Okay, and so I haven't Texas, seen anybody play play up to that level against a top team like that. Yeah, but again, I think that I think that was more of a Alabama issue than it was a Texas being that good. Hmm. Um, who's to say? Who's, so do you, who's do you, to say? Yeah, who 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 do you have there? Uh, who's Addison, to say? Who's your fourth team? Uh, Oklahoma's my fourth team. Oklahoma's your fourth team. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I would probably say I, I'm I'm actually right there with you, Aston. I think right now, as it stands, I would probably lean towards Oklahoma being that being that fourth team because I think they've had a little bit better start than what. And I imagine this weekend they'll just go out and just destroy Nebraska. So I'd um, like to see more offense out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, Brent Venables is trying to change them into a defensive first team. So. So, but I mean, I, I think he'll come. I mean, I think he's. I I just obviously, obviously they haven't been truly tested yet, but right now I would probably lean more towards Oklahoma being that number fourteen. All right, so we uh, like I said, maybe not that big of games this weekend, but the way the season has gone, we expect some entertaining uh, games uh, this weekend. So, uh, 
So that wraps up our college football discussion. Before we get out of here, we do want to uh, touch base with our our NFL Eliminator segment that we started last week. Uh, Austin, I'm going to turn this over to you because I know you're the, the one that's kind of been keeping track of this for us. So, so also go ahead with the NFL Eliminator uh, results from last week, and then we'll go around the horn again and make our picks. All right, so week one – I picked Washington. I was laughed at. I was literally laughed at for picking the Washington Commanders. Oh, so, so you were laughed at by a Washington Commanders fan. Not War- only was I laughed War- warranted at. Warranted laugh. Warranted not laugh. only was I laughed at, I wasn't warranted because who you know, won the you game? Weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. I've watched Washington Commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever you want to call them for years. And I definitely wouldn't have picked them coming out of gate week one. Yet. <laughs> Yet, after week one, there's only one of us sitting 1-0, and that's me, buddy. Washington Commanders beat the Jacksonville Floridian Jaguars. Addison chose Jacksonville. He loses. Clint chose San Francisco. Upset. Yeah, of course, the lock. Upset in the monsoon. We all agreed that was a lot for a win, and they go out and lose. Although Debo Samuel still had a, a great performance for me on my fantasy team. Helped me Debo Samuel, I think I remember on our a previous podcast we did, uh, Addison stating that he was a scrub, a joke, and would never yeah. amount to anything in the NFL. I just want to bring that up. Anytime you, you did. Debo, you did. And if I just want to remind everybody that. You're don't, spot, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That. We no longer have. Uh, we have one podcast. Yes. Yeah, so so Addison, is, Addison made the comment that Debo Samuel was going to be a, a scrub and never bust. amount to anything. And yeah. I made the prediction that by year three, you would see him finally break onto the scene and, and become a playmaker. And sure enough, that's what he has done in the NFL. I still, anyway, I, I still game, think changer. I still yeah. think he's a garbage person. So I don't care. So, so anyway, so uh, we I wish have, you take that back, you son of a gun. <laughs> so, so, so let's get into our eliminator picks for this week. Austin, obviously, with the uh, Clint, week. I'll run the segment. Thank you. That's um, what I'm asking you. So, after, I'm asking after, you to run after, the segment. So, let's after, get us back to our picks after here. week one. Uh, yours truly sitting on top one and oh. Uh, we'll start off with uh, that's the why first... he wants to run this segment because right now we'll, he's one and oh. We'll start off with the first loser, Addison. Uh, what's your pick here in the second week of the Eliminator? Uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna follow your lead and take the commanders this week. Oh, uh, they got they got the Lions. Uh, I'm gonna take them to pick up the win in week two. Go to two and so the commanders, just, just so everybody's aware. Uh, hot NFL upset pick upset pick of the week would be the Detroit Lions over the Washington Commanders. Clint, let's have your uh, secondary pick. Yeah, I, I looked at that Commanders matchup, still not really trusting them. I mean, it was Jacksonville that they had to score a late touchdown uh, to defeat at home. Uh, so not really trusting them on I think the, road. the, yeah, the, on the, the road. curse of uh, the curse of uh, – Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the show anymore. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. The curse of Hard Knocks is going to be the reason why the Commanders pick is up that, that Is that what it is? But, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I need, still need to see a little bit more. They were my, my – I thought about they were considered. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, the news with Dak Prescott now out uh, for a good amount of time, I believe, uh, with yep. an injury. So, they'll be going with their backup 
quarterback in this matchup. So I like the Cincinnati Bengals, who did not look that impressive in week one, but I still like them to get that win against the Dallas Cowboys and their number two quarterback. Who is the backup, Glenn? I am not sure. I think for a time, wasn't it Andy Dalton for a little while? Didn't he back them up last year? But I don't know if he's still there. I don't know if he's still there or not, but but regardless, I don't. I, I like the Bengals there in that first game with a backup quarterback. I like Cincinnati. The, the Andy Dalton's in uh, New Orleans, I believe. He's in New yeah. Orleans now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saw that red hair uh, watching the Falcons game. Yeah, what all Javis uh, was. Uh, oh, crab leg. <laughs> Just see the interview with him after the game. And uh, the reporters asking him about the pain he was in. Go over to the Walker Waterworks Twitter. We got the oh, we got Coop, the uh, Cooper Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Will, Will Greer. Greer, the the uh, former quarterback for uh, West Virginia for West Virginia. West Virginia, and I believe his his dad was Sam Hartman's coach at Oceanside Collegiate. Side Collegiate the go. pride of Oceanside Collegiate Academy. So it all, yeah, comes there full circle go. there. There you go. Yep, Will Greer. Uh, who starts, though? I mean, I, I I would imagine it'd be Cooper Rush because that name, I think he's been there for a while, so I would assume he would get the, he would get the start there. But All right, Austin, what you got? So uh, I'm going with the Brownies in week two to get the win over the struggling as usual, New York jets. Yeah. Yeah. Jets with Flacco. I thought about that game as well. The jets with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. You're going to have to pick that team eventually. <laughs> mm, probably not. I'll quit what, before what, I pick Trump, what Trump say about Flacco? <laughs> he's a good quarterback. I think he's elite. He's up there. I like <laughs> him a lot. I like him a lot. Uh, all right so that is our our inner that is our eliminator such a good quarterback i walked in here i said hey look at this he's a good quarterback (laughs) oh man um so the eliminator uh so those are our picks there for this week hopefully wow what a good quarterback hopefully uh i can actually get a win not a good week for for myself with the beat the bookie and the uh and the eliminator uh but but a good week for my fantasy. When Clemson wins, Washington wins, and my fantasy football team wins, it's a good weekend of football. So I don't know about how the head coach of the Hotspurs are feeling over there after their 0-1 start on the uh, fantasy week football one, season. Week one, we had a little bit of a hiccup. Christian McCaffrey just want to get hurt before the season starts, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit of scare. Uh, yeah what it is we're gonna yeah, we're yeah. gonna stay in there we're gonna fight we're gonna fight and we're gonna we're gonna do what we can so some some quick things here before we wrap up the episode we want to give you a rizzy duffer tour update here uh the captain of the team that myself and the intern now the intern's got a mic he is he is actually uh one of my teammates our captain uh came off the the ir uh he's he's now there we've got him down in the minors he's doing some getting some games in here there before we pull him back up to the tour and we could get rolling here as soon as that happens and we can get that second round uh rescheduled of course we're all looking forward uh forward to that matchup uh addison and Austin's team obviously got the win there in round one so they're up one nothing on the season 
and then lastly, uh, we've got, don't forget, uh, we had our first Beat the Bookie special live broadcast on Twitter last Friday night. Uh, we'll be coming back again this week. Uh, not sure of the time yet, but obviously uh, just pay attention there. Keep following us over there on our Twitter page at Walk on Water Boys. Uh, we'll announce Twitter's when, blowing up, boys. Yeah, we'll announce when uh, when that next uh, or when this week's live Twitter uh, broadcast of the Beat the Bookie for the Walk on Water Boys. Okay, guys, you need to follow the intern interns' picks. It's very important on that. Yes, and uh, I, I'm not looking forward to that. Parlay, had a nine-game parlay missed by one. Thanks, Baylor. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, whatever you put your bets online to uh, use our hashtag W-O-W-Bets. That's W-O-W-Bets. There you go. All right, so we appreciate y'all joining us for another episode. Uh, next week, we'll be back again. This is college football season. We're here every week. We're not taking the, the one week off, so we'll be back again next week. Austin, uh, we'll be running the show next week. We're looking forward to it, and uh, hope to see you back here again. Walk on Waterboys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Waterboys. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I'll cut that part out. Yeah, please do. All right, that you. was really odd. All right. All right thank, thank you. you. <laughs> that was like a voicemail. Uh, yeah.